This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A hundred and seventy-five days ago, Mansfield Town walked away from Northampton with a smile on their face. Today, though, as they leave Deepdale and Preston North End. It's not the happy ever after and the happy ending that Stags fans dreamt about this morning as competitive football returned. Preston North End 4, Mansfield Town 0 was the full-time score as the Stags exit the Carabao Cup at the first round stage as competitive action returns. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the cooldown. Get involved in the comments now. Not the way we wanted football to return by any stretch of the imagination, but football is alas back. My name's Craig Priest. Alongside me, albeit virtually after watching that game, uh, is Mr. Cam Felton. No Nathan Edgy can't be with us um, this afternoon. Uh, We will be here for the next half an hour or so reflecting on that game. First and foremost, Cam, um, before we sort of get into the crux of the show and everything, um, how different was it watching football, competitive football, from your own sofa rather than uh, being in the away terrace at uh, at Deepdale uh, this afternoon? So I think it's one of them games. It was really a... Had it have been one that we can go to, it'd be like, oh, they're a, they're a top-end championship team they're going to be pushing this season we want to go and get a result let's let's go in his numbers and i think like i said on the commentary we'd have been there in his thousands if it would have been there probably over a thousand especially with being this time of the season one of the first few games that we could get really get to go to um and it, it is a little bit disappointing watching oh, i follow because you could i get you get 
replays and you can see different angles from different bits but it's not the same as being there and feeling the atmosphere and I mean, I still ended up shouting and swearing at the TV as everybody else did. <laughs> did you record yourself for Stagglebox? No, I didn't. Oh, I'm that sad. I'm disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, right, before we get any, before we go any further in this show, um, obviously I did this last week after the Rotherham game and sort of explained it was going to be a short and condensed version of the show. Uh, so if you missed it last week, here is how this is going to work. The next half an hour uh, is going to be entirely talking about the game we've just seen, and then that is it. Uh, no chat about anything else because we leave that for the podcast in midweek. You're going to like this cam, and you won't see this so uh, you will when you watch it back but uh, those who are watching on the internet will see this I've got something uh, I've been working on something I've got a little timer which is going to appear in the corner of the screen once that 30 minutes is up that is it Uh, so if you guys at home want to get involved as well give us your immediate reactions because this show is all about um, you know talking about the game itself giving those immediate, immediate reactions as you would do uh, usually after a game when you head in the car on the way home. Are we clear on the rules, Cam? Yes. Jolly good. Ish. Right, your 30 minutes starts now. Okay, the timer is on, as you can see, in the bottom corner uh, of the screen. Let's get into it then, Cam. First uh, competitive game, your immediate reactions uh, at the 4-0 scoreline. I-, I think 4-0, it seems a bit harsh considering the way that we played in some parts of the game. First half was a little bit questionable, some of the decisions that we made passing-wise and, and positional-wise. But when once we'd really settled into the game in the second half, yes, it was disappointing to concede early again in the second half. But we really got into a rhythm and there were, there were a few sloppy errors, but we'd expect that. It's our first competitive game back. The difference between us and Preston is obviously two divisions and the fact that they've only just finished playing football in in relative terms to the rest of us. Yeah, what did they finish? What, five, six weeks ago, if that? Yeah, if that. And they had a bit of a break and they've been in pre-season maybe two or three weeks. But they've been match fit, you'd say. They were a little bit sharper. The the tempo was a lot higher. And they were a very, very impressive side and definitely will be pushing up towards the the top end of the championship and I'd say we gave us a good account of ourselves yeah we did let's go to a few of your guys uh, in the comments uh, questions and and comments and opinions on the game uh, as well there's one theme which of course um, is running throughout Cam and that is uh, the defence obviously having conceded four goals the first time, you know, Christian Pierce has not been in that that back line for many and many seasons, having been released, etc. As well, um, so undoubtedly, a few of those comments are about him. Uh, Thomas says, "No way are any of the back line better than Pierce." Um, John says, "All down to league games for me." Uh, Nathan says, uh, "Not our Nathan." Uh, says, uh, "Afternoon, guys." Cochrane said, "We wasn't fit in his conference this week." You think that is why? Do you think that's why we did lose? Um, and the shot Andy Cook had in the first half, I thought was an. I have to admit, I was off uh, the edge of my seat when uh, when Cook got played through in that one. Um, Nigel says, "Not concerned whatsoever. Just another prep game. Golfing class was obvious. Graham Cochrane won't be overly concerned." Uh, Victor says we have to concentrate on the league and we have bigger 
fish uh, to fry. Uh, let's get real. And Paul says, give Christian Pierce a one-year contract. Let's focus on that first, Cam, obviously. Um, the back three today. Let me run through the side, first and foremost, if you did miss it, just to sort of refresh you, your memory. Uh, a For my money, a 3-4-1-2, uh, although it dropped into a five-man midfield at numerous parts of that game. Uh, Maddox Steck in goal, a back three of... Um, Roland Meneese, uh, Farron Rawson and Ryan Sweeney who captain the side. Midfield five of O'Keefe, Maris, Charlesley, Perch and Benning with uh, Maris just uh, in just behind the front two of uh, Rose and Andy Cook. Um, I, th- I think obviously Cam, with conceding four goals, we're always going to look at, um, you're always going to look, aren't you, at, at the defence. And to be honest, we were saying in the group chat, you know, we were talking throughout the game as we, as we watched it, the defensive errors were there to see. Yeah, they were, but they were, they were very much just screened like match, match ready, match ready. That the, it, was just, it was just one of those things. You think, right, we're going to go into a game. We're, we're expecting to get beat. End of the day, was we expecting to get a positive result from this? Yes or no? No. Exactly. And uh, I, 4-0 flatters them, really, because, yes, they had some good chances, but uh, the chances that we'd had, it was a story of our... Well, it's the same as last season, story of our season. Just we didn't take chances and we got punished for it. And and yet again, yes, it's the first competitive game, but it's the same mistakes coming back again. I think, as obviously, as the game went on, the de- defence settled in a little bit more. I'd say we were a little bit unfortunate to concede three in the first half. But in the second half, I'd say they were the back back three, back five, whatever they were playing, was a little bit more settled. It really got into a rhythm and, and really got a feel for the game. And I expect if we do play a pre-season friendly next week, then there'll be a couple of changes maybe in there. But other than that, they'll be pretty much the same because I don't see anything wrong with that defence. Yes, it was a bit shaky, but it was the first competitive games the first game that meant something that we're actually playing together as a team yeah I think the thing you've got to look at there is if we hadn't have played Preston today in a competitive fixture we may well have played him in a friendly or you know a team of of that caliber the only difference being obviously you know it's not as competitive there's not as much to play for and you can make a few more changes than what we did obviously we used all three subs in uh, giving O'Driscoll and Sinclair and uh, Reed minutes on the pitch as well but I think it's it's the thing which I said this time last week, those defensive errors, those defensive mistakes, yes, you are going to see against a championship side. They are going to, you know, punish them and, and make the most of make more of them what than what League Two sides were would. But the fact that it, it's it's the same continuous theme, defensive errors, which which led us down. You look at that first goal. You, if you're going to go up and, w- and win the header, you're going to go for that header there. You've got to make sure you're winning that header. Um, fantastic swivel from them. Great ball out to the, the far side. And you've got to credit the, the build-up play and the finish. Second goal again. Um, we, we've been caught. We've let them get goal side and have a little bit of pace. Same defender as well who's done that in Farron Rawson. And then the third goal is, is just an absolute... Poor, poor one to concede from a set piece. It's come all the way across the box. Nobody marking and everybody sort of stood there looking. Um, 3-0 down at half-time. I didn't feel we should have been. And then the fourth goal, pretty similar really. Not really tracking markers and you, that's that's the golfing quality, isn't it? But we have to find some more game time from somewhere, surely, 
just to boost our confidence a little bit in having a bit more of a structured defensive approach? Yeah, I think we might maybe have, obviously, might play an inter-squad game this week, well, during the week, uh, play a, a, an actual friendly next weekend. Plus, we've also got the Manchester City under-23s. Yes, it's the Leasing.com trophy and it's Man City's under-23s. Not called that anymore, is it? It's, but, it's now just the EFL trophy. They've dropped the sponsorship, haven't they? Oh, is it the EFL trophy? Yeah, just the but EFL it, trophy this year. But even if it is playing a bunch of uh, young professionals, it's still game time and it's, it's good. It gets as good match practice. And especially for those that needed the minutes, I think someone like Tyree Sinclair was very unlucky not to start the game. Yeah. But I do think someone like James Perch definitely needed, needed the game time, as did up front maybe um, Jamie Reid not starting because Danny Rose needed minutes. Uh, Danny Rose needed minutes and, and vice versa. And it was very much just. It, it, it was a friendly, essentially. Yes, it was in the League Cup, but it was very much set up as go out and play, see how it goes, damage limitation, and just try and try and build something positive. And first off, we fell to pieces, but second off, re- really did start to gel. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more in a second about some more of the positives from the game because they were there. They were there to see, especially uh, early on. Uh, a few more of your comments. Um, Clive says it's absolutely futile to take today's result as an indicator for our league campaign. Completely agree. Um, John says we're not going to be playing championship sides in League Two. Um, how, Victor says how many sides? Um, how many sides are you going to play in League Two as good as Preston? Uh, none, me thinks. Uh, and Colin says we have to take the positives from this game, i.e., the players getting game time, which is, of course, something we've said. Uh, Paul asks, will Rose still be a Mansfield player when the season starts? Keep hearing uh, Evans is still after him and Sweeney being linked with League One teams. I would look at it this way. Um, obviously, we re-signed Nicky Maynard yesterday. We'll talk more about this in the week when we delve into it more, trying to stick on today's games a topic. Um, but if he was linked with a move elsewhere and if there was serious interest I don't think we'd have played him we'd have looked to get players who we were going to play long term so that for me is a big indicator and to flip it back round to you know the game itself I actually felt Rose proved a lot of people wrong today I thought he had a pretty solid game yeah he's he's really does have a good partnership with Andy Cook when he really gets going I think this is what we wanted to see last season between him and it didn't quite click and I don't know whether that's because there was such a, a negative atmosphere in the camp from um, obviously when obviously things weren't great when John Dempster were in charge and it weren't great when Graham Cochran first came in. And that's when obviously Andy Cook went out. So the game time never, never happened between them, really. So to be able to actually play the way, obviously the way that Graham Cochran wants, but also the both Rose and Cook, both players who thrive off positivity and being fit and, and being happy. And I thought that, obviously, playing against a, a, a decent side, a decent championship side is going to be difficult because neither Cook nor Rose are particularly quick. They're not, they're not too bad, but they're not rearing and ready. And it's just... If you look at the contribution they made... It was always going to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, against the championship side, absolutely. But if you look at the contribution he made, look, for example, at that chance which uh, Andy Cook had where it hit the inside of the post and uh, and bounced back out. Very, very unlucky not to have uh, seen that ball nestle in the back of the net. All of that came from from Danny Rose's uh, work out wide. You know, with the ball played to his feet, 
got space, had a look up, played a lovely ball back inside, knew exactly where his strike partner was going to be. And I think that, that sort of partnership between the two of them, and we saw little moves the other way around as well with, with Cook doing the same, that partnership between the two of them is a good partnership. But what is needed to supplement that is the service from midfield. And yes, you can argue again that we played championship opposition, but until Tyrese Sinclair came on, that feed, that feed from midfield was pretty much non-existent. And I'm yeah, disappointed it, by that. The game, it was just rather bland and it was, I'm not, I don't want to say really boring, but it was just, we were very predictable in, way, in the way that we were going because it was either hoof or just directly along the floor. And how many passes were cut out? Just, yeah, too just many. Just going along the floor. And it was just, every time it went over the top, it was just being headed back. And it was, yeah, when when you've got two strikers up front that, that need the service to get the goals, yes, they can get the goals on their own, but... Give them the service, they will score goals. We saw that last season. I think the the midfield was very rusty. I think they still need game time to really gel together because I think, obviously, the defence is very important, but if you've not got a very good midfield that's really gelled, you're not really going to get anywhere because you've got no no fluidity, fluidity in the game, no, no passing, no movement from the back to the front because otherwise you're just going to be playing hoofball constantly bypassing the midfield and what's the point in playing midfielders yeah and I think the problem we've, we've got at the minute as well is the fact that we've sort of gone for this midfield five with sort of Maris and Charlesley interchanging between playing just behind the front two obviously the the wing backs are playing more as out and out um, wide midfielders now in O'Keefe and Benin um, and I think sometimes it just becomes a little bit too crowded in there and the temptation to get it wide to, to Benin and O'Keefe and to try and hit it into the channels to try and find Rose and Cookie is too much. They're not effective when they're playing down the channels uh, unless they've got support bombing on from midfield. And it's just whether it's a lack of game time, a lack of sharpness, it just wasn't there. And it wasn't there particularly against um, Rotherham last week after we conceded the first goal. And as soon as that first it was the same story again today, wasn't it? You know, we played very well for 15, 20 minutes, but as soon as we made that mistake and allowed them to score that first goal, it was like a light was switched off. Yeah, and it screamed last season to us as well because it, it took us going a goal behind to even wake up last season at all. So we need to just not not just like smash his head together, like come on, wake up, but we it's some, something that can be solved on the training ground. It's just getting that that rhythm and the and the positioning right because Maris is obviously a fantastic talent. We've seen that at Cambridge last season and a few seasons before. And and Charlesley, we saw glimpses of what he can do in the uh, the tail end of last season. And I think it gives us great flexibility that they can interchange between uh, between them during the game. But if we are going to play a five, what's the point? Because and they're going to be wanting to get the ball forward. Whereas if you've got your your wing backs running up the wing, you're going to be trying to get it out to wing, so you don't particularly know which way to go. And the thing with those two as well, they are excellent players at this level, League Two level, when they get on the ball. We, we can't, you know, have brought those two players out. All right, I know Charlesley sort of came in January time, but we can't have those two players in our squad and then decide to play, um, you know, direct from, from the full-backs and from the wing-backs. That can't be our game. We, we sometimes, we need to have a little bit more confidence and leadership within that midfield pack to get the ball down, to get it playing and to transition our play um, a little bit more. And I think that for me is why I'd like to see a little bit more of Tyrese Sinclair because he's young, he's hungry, he's, he's 
a good flair player and also he's a good technical player as well. When he came on, it lifted us a little bit. Yeah, and I think it, he's got great tenacity and as, as such a young player, he's from when he came in as a young player, he's obviously developed a lot. He went out to Radcliffe, developed really well there, scored some absolute belters. And he's come back and he's really, really took his chance trance well. And I think if if we can get the game time for him, he's going to be a fantastic talent. And I think, yeah, we are going to be lifted because we've got that bit of creative flair. And point proven, when ball's cleared up in the air, just... I think it might have been his first or second touch, just brings it down, one touch, boom, gone. It's just so... It makes it look so easy and so simple, and it's just that simplicity that we need in the midfield. We can't, It's great playing fantastic football, really fan, flamboyant and whatever, but when you need to strip it back and re- just get the ball moving again, he's a fantastic player to have on the pitch. Let's go to a few more of uh, your comments. Uh, Chris agrees with our comments about Sinclair. He says, I agree with the Sir Sinclair comment he uh, adds to the game. Uh, Victor says, for me, Rose and Maynard are a better mix uh, than than Cook. Cook needs to go out on loan. Uh, our Simon uh, says, uh, good to see him in the comments as well. Hope you're well, my friend. Hope the babies are well. Although they're growing up now. They must be, uh, must be at least one now, so... He'll be soon, soon be bypassing Simon's age. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> playing uh, these games are all good to get fitness up. Not fussed about today, but games breed confidence. We start on the 12th of September. Um, it's all about getting a team together that will compete in League Two. It was a championship club and there are nine new players, so we just need to give it time. Um, absolutely uh, absolutely right as well. Um, I think what we, uh, what we need um, for me as well is, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful to you know the teams that are Beneath is in the footballing pyramid, but we need a game either against a lower end League One side where we're trying to compete at, or we need a game against a, a conference side. We need one of those games where we're going to be up against it a little bit in terms of physicality, one where we've we've got to dictate play because every game we that I've seen so far, um, even against Forest under twenty threes to some respect, we've not had longer spells on the ball like Preston had today they you know even though they won the second half 1-0 they did very well with the ball they kept the ball well frustrated us and, and did a lot of the stuff did a lot of work which meant we couldn't have the opportunities to get back in the game we need to be the ones in the driving seat and I think certainly next Saturday with a lot of teams uh, who will be in Carabao Cup action in terms of league teams it's a fantastic opportunity to to go and play against a, a conference side or a, a conference north side just to be just to have a, a look at how it is on the different side of the coin yeah and I think as much as people are going to hate it you, you'd think someone like someone that's pushing top end of of the National League, someone that narrowly missed out on promotion last season, you'd think Notts County, they've they played some decent football last season. They were very unlucky. And I think, obviously, the big occasion let them down, but they played some very physical football. Same again with someone like Eastley, unfortunate to miss out the physicality that they played with and dominated against Harrogate. Harrogate took their chances, unlike Eastley. But they're just these sort of games that we could go up against and then you could even drop down even further. Your Alfreton, your Bostons, really teams that have actually really brought in some decent quality players. And I think Boston have spent, uh, brought some really decent players in, obviously brought Gibbons in, a few former Notts County players and Chesterfield players along the way. But they're another team that have got a very physical squad and it's not too far away. 
So if you could fit, fit it in, it's not going to be a massive, massive issue because you're not going to be traveling far. You just have it either on the RH or you go, you go to their ground or whatever. It's just we can't play championship opposition all the time because the golf, the golfing class is just too great. Yeah, we need and, to switch it around a little bit, don't we? And sort of have those games where we're going to enjoy more possession. Uh, look at those games where we can turn the ball over quickly and sort of utilise, um, you know, your roses and, and and your cooks and get the best out of Marison and Charlesley. Yeah, and I think given the physicality in non-league football, it's, if you're not playing physical football in non-league, you might as well not be playing football. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> well, we bullied our way to the title, as did Lincoln. And if you... you if you're playing decent football, football on the floor, passing fluid football against a non-league team, you're going to pull them to pieces every day of the week because non-league football isn't set up like that. So maybe it's that that boosting confidence that maybe the midfield needs and that it, not to settle them down, but just to really get that game time, but not have the pressure of, right, I'm going to be closed down every two seconds. I've got to keep thinking I can actually figure out the best pass, uh, try and get it perfect and not have to worry about being snapped in half. Yeah, it's not an arrogant thing to say, is it, really? It's just a question of playing against different opposition and coming up against different um, different scenarios. I mean, we're, what, uh, two weeks away from the season starting. Yes, we've got that game with City under-21s in, in the AFL Trophy on the Tuesday night, but because of that game being on the Tuesday night and being so close to the season start, there will be a lot of rotation in that. I think we need, uh, you know, next Saturday's a prime uh, prime opportunity to, to get another game in. And I think um, we'd be better off doing it, even if, you know, the logistics of streaming it or whatever, what have you or bringing commentary can't happen. Then I think as supporters, we'd probably take that one on the chin a little bit and just sort of say, you know what, it's needed because... Players need minutes, partnerships need minutes. You know, you look at um, Reed when he came on, he looked quite lively, but he had, what, 10, 12 minutes? He, d- he didn't have enough time to try and affect the game and sort of mould in. We need that extra bit of game time because we, you know, to paraphrase Graham, Graham Cochran, we're not ready. We're not ready yet. Yeah, and you could see that from the outset. And yeah, we, took, we had some decent chances, but we weren't, we weren't sharp enough. And when we did get chances, we just... We just wasted them, and obviously Cooks was a fantastic chance of very unlucky any other day that had nestled in the bottom corner. And but it, it's just that match sharpness that we're we're particularly lacking. So get another fix, get another friendly in against a decent opposition, and I think we'll be a little bit more ready and raring to go for for two weeks today against Tranmere at home. Obviously, that Man City game, we will see a lot of squad rotation. You'll see players that need the minutes. You, you will 100% see someone like Nicky Maynard playing that game because, obviously, he didn't play, not even in contention for today. If we do play next Saturday in a friendly, he might come on for 20 minutes, if that, and then you might see a full game on the Tuesday. Probably won't feature on the Saturday uh, against Tranmere, but it's another one that we need to get back up to match fitness because we know what a difference he could make to the squad. 
Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, you've got Ollie Clark that needs a, f- a, a few minutes as well. I'd say, you know, Tyrese Sinclair needs a bit more time and um, there's a few other players in there as well. You, you like of O'Keefe, Kellen Gordon, who didn't play a part today as well. Um, there's certainly uh, quite a few players that could do with 90 minutes or at least 60 minutes uh, under their belt and uh, against an opposition where we can be on top, be the dominant team and sort of, you know, try and play our way attacking-wise because there were glimpses um, of... of of us what we could do but again we just sort of slotted into that thing of almost uh, that mindset of well actually we're still two weeks away from when it really starts we're not really bothered about that too much progress in this competition um, at the minute so we'll just sort of let this one slide and, and use it as another pre-season game which is uh, eventually uh, what it turned out to be let's go uh, to a few more of your comments you've got seven minutes and ten seconds left uh, before we blow, blow the full-time whistle on uh, today's uh, podcast uh, to get your comments in. Uh, Victor says, when we play teams like Preston, we need to get the ball uh, wide on big pitches, but who do we have to use the wings well? That's why we need a winger with pace. And Paul asks, how many more players do you think the Stags need to bring in before the season starts? Um, Pedro says, it's going to take a few games for the team to become a team, but the defence did look a little bit sketchy though. Um, keep your comments uh, coming in on uh, on that one. You've got about uh, six minutes left uh, before we wrap things up on uh, this Saturday evening uh, in this cool down post-match reaction so the Stags out of the Carabao Cup losing 4-0 at Championship Preston North End uh, today um, albeit uh, two weeks away from the start of the season. In terms of watching the game uh, Cam in terms of looking at individuals and things like that ahead of uh, the season's uh, the season start, the, the big kickoff. Who stood out for you? Any particular names that you sort of thought, actually, yeah, felt they had a good game. I felt they, out of the new additions, first and foremost, let's not look at the squad as a whole. Let's look at the new players that we brought in. The new faces, who stood out for you? I thought, other than conceding four goals, I thought Stex was quite impressive. Um, he, he made, a, obviously, a good few saves, uh, made a save in the second half took a deflection on the way through and still managed to get something on it. Had it been anyone else, it had just gone straight past him. Uh, good save, tight on the angle in the first half and uh, some good decision-making, coming out to claim the ball, clearing the ball. Uh, distribution was a bit questionable sometimes, but it's also getting used to what players are like, where they're going to run to, where they're going to want it. But all round, I thought it was quite impressive. I thought George Maris had glimpses uh, Farron Rawson was a bit questionable, but I think it's also a thing that that back that back line is just obviously settling in. You see, I'm going to cut in. I'm going to cut in there on the Rawson thing because obviously we were talking about that, and in the moment of the game, we were sort of picking that out as the weaker area in inverted commas. But I think you also have to take into consideration as well a lot of these players who we've brought in haven't played this system uh, before either. You know, Forest Green played with more of a, a, a back five and a back four at times rather than playing with a with three centre-backs. So that's a, a difference for Rawson. Um, you know, Bristol yeah, Rovers... I mean, it's just like settling in and obviously we, we need time to adapt and to gel. And I think given more game time, I think they'll be fine. But it was just off the... If you're going to be playing teams like in the Championship, those little mistakes are going to become huge mistakes because you're going to get punished for them, and that's what happened. And I think I don't think it should let them the confidence get on too much, because obviously we are playing teams that are higher above, and they obviously they're uh, still young players. They've still got a lot to develop. That back line is very young. What's 
What's Rawson? 24, Sweeney's 23, 24. Yeah, some very young May, back four. May is 22, 23. It's, it's a very, very young back line, so they've got a lot to learn. And I think once that partnership gets going, I think they'll be all right. But Critical question with three minutes left. How quickly do we need to stop making comparisons with last season? And especially Christian Pierce. Uh, quite quickly, because it's uh, first of all, it's not last season. It's not the season before. It's not the season before that. Yes, Pierce was was a good defender last season, but he wasn't the the Christian Pierce that we saw the season before, and it, it slowly tailed off. And there was just moments where you'd see that it wasn't maybe it wasn't quite the right fit for him uh, staying at the Stags last season. And I think this, I think it was just another one where. Yes, it would have been nice to keep him, but we needed fresh faces. We needed to to have an, a, a clear out, and we know it's it's Mansfield. Every three, four seasons, we have a huge clear out anyway, so we knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, let's uh, have a look uh, at uh, a couple more of your comments. Uh, a lot of people impressed by Corey O'Keefe. Um, Clive says, Pierce has gone, leave it be. Uh, Victor says, what's happened to the young lad from Torquay? He came on for 10, uh, 15 minutes or so today, did Jamie Reid. Like we said a little bit early, Cam, he's very much falls into that category of needs another friendly, needs to start a game and, and to sort of find his place as well. Yeah, and you look at some of the goals that he scored at Torquay last season, he's, he's a very pacey striker and it's it's what we've been screaming out for for the last few weeks and if he'd got the game fitness, I think he'd have probably started today um, up, up front with either Cook or Rose. We'll probably see him maybe more next week if we did play. Definitely see him against Man City under-23s. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's a real good talent for the future. He just needs game time at the minute. Very quickly, Corey O'Keefe. A lot of people picking him out as a, a bright spot today. I felt he did quite well at, on the right-hand side. Uh, don't forget, of course... Again, another one like Rawson a little bit. He's got to adapt to a new position because last year he played predominantly left side for uh, for Macclesfield. Yeah, he's it's another one. He's he's a young player. He's got a lot to learn, and it, being that being so young, it, it makes it easier being able to adapt to different systems. If you're an older player, you get used to playing a specific way. Whereas if you're younger, you can easily adapt a little bit more. Obviously, playing left side last season right side this season and I think he's he's got to keep his place because there's some obviously some serious talent looking for his place Kellen Gordon uh, James Clark both hunting him down for his place so he's got to keep improving but overall fantastic first game I'd say with one minute left on the clock your final reactions uh, to today's exit of the Carabao Cup Preston North End 4 Mansfield Town nil. Uh, firstly maybe a new left left-sided Midfielder or left back, Mal Benning was all right, questionable. Gets too complacent with his with placing the squad a lot of the time, but overall, not too disappointing. Yes, we got hammered four nil, but they were a fantastic squad and they were a lot fitter, a lot sharper than us. We we lacked match sharpness, and I think given given another game or so, I think we're really going to be starting to get to where we want to be. I gelling together and actually being able to stick the ball in the back of net for one. Yeah, I think it's just about, you know, looking at today as one of those where it could well have been a pre-season friendly. It certainly felt like it after about half an hour or so after that initial buzz had worn off. 
and we've just got to move on quickly and not get too dragged down. The season is still two weeks away. There's still a lot of work to be done from the boys. And with that, that is it. Time is up. Uh, that's it. Our, tw- our 30 minutes of talking about the game is up. Make sure you join us on uh, Tuesday night, hopefully Tuesday night. If there's a game, we'll, we'll, obviously, uh, we'll obviously move it. Uh, we'll talk a lot more in depth about the game in terms of who stood out for us, in terms of the formation and the system. Of course, we'll talk the return of Nicky Maynard um, as well. And... Um, crowds in football and a lot more to talk about we'll talk a little bit more in depth about Sinclair and all of that as well plus more of your comments as well final thing uh, from you Cam obviously it was the return today of competitive football I know we've had a couple of you know days and, and weekends where we've sort of watched football with it being pre-season friendlies how weird did it actually genuinely feel when uh, you know you heard the tannoy and you saw the teams coming out and that first whistle went it's it was a very strange feeling for me it was strange but it's something that we're going to get used to over the next next week next few weeks next month or so maybe october we could start returning to the one call hopefully and it'll start to feel a little bit more normal yes it's not going to be the same but it's better than nothing i guess we've just got to stay safe Stay socially distanced and keep supporting the Stags. And keep looking for your masks. That is the view of Cam Felton. Thank you very much, Cam. We'll see you uh, in the week as the Mansfield Matters podcast returns. That is it, though, for this evening's podcast, the cool-down post-match reaction show where the Stags were beaten 4-0 by Preston North End in the first round of the Carabao Cup. So that adventure is over. EFL trophy action to come and of course the return of Skybet League 2 make sure you join us for all of that chat in the week and check out our website www.mtfcmatters.co.uk and our social media channels as well competitive football is back doesn't feel like it properly yet but still it's a nice feeling to have football back on a Saturday one day we will feel the buzz of the click of the turnstiles the smell of Bovril and the chanting of yellows. Until then, stay safe, look after yourselves, and remember that Mansfield always matters. Good night. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.